What is up, Win Daily Sports, Win Daily Family? This is your host, Andrew Erickson. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew Erickson underscore. And Javi is my guest today. Javi, what's up, my man? My co-host, not my guest. Yeah, what what the heck, Andrew? We've been doing this for so long. I'm not a guest anymore. Hey, you know, you know, it's been a long day. But we are here to bring the energy, to bring the information for DFS for everybody to enjoy. So, Javi, we're going to start things off right off the bat. NASCAR, man. You've been having some fun playing some DFS NASCAR. Is is that the right way to say it? Mm. Definitely. So DFS NASCAR, I started late last year. I've never done it before. I've never seen really seen a NASCAR race in my life. I find it super boring. And then I was like, you know what? Let's try something different. So I started doing uh, NASCAR last year. I had some practice in it. Had a lot of fun. Um and I've been doing more research this year, and uh, I've I've kind of got it going. Um, you know, I had two weeks winning in a row. Last week I lost a little bit. It was a weird race, that's why. Um, but overall, I mean, the subs are winning. I've had some help from the subs. Um, I've been doing pretty well, so it's been a it's been a good run. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Awesome. So, how does this setup work? Do you just pick? Are you just basically picking racers, and then they score just based on where they finish? I guess how does how does it all kind of like play out? Yeah. So they they there's different aspects to it. So really, what it boils down to is that um, with NASCAR, uh, really they they get points from laps led, the place they're in. Um, so if if they lead the most laps, that's good. Um, they're like where they're differential from where they start and where they end. They get p- points off that. So if you start first and you end up in 30th, you actually lose points and it's probably not a good play, but it, it's, it, it's ultimately, you know, laps led, um, and then final positioning. And then, and on FanDuel, what matters most is winning the race. You get a, a ton of points. So it's, uh, it's interesting, but it's fun. Give it a run. Give it a ride. That's what yeah. I like to say. Give it a ride. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Sure. Yeah, no, that sounds pretty cool. I'm going to have to definitely take a look at some playing uh, playing some NASCAR, especially with uh, with it popping in the Discord. So that that's kind of leads us to our next topic here, and that's just kind of about, you know, information. You know, a lot of what we make in playing DFS, we make a lot of decisions based on information, whether it's late-breaking news on injuries or just things that maybe we didn't know, you know, going into the, like, hey, did you know that this is happening with this coach and this player, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So my question for you, and you did mention a little bit, you know, you did get, you know, some help from the subs. Um, and I guess, like, for when well, you're kind of, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to just be XFL, whether it's NBA um, or another type of sport. Where do you kind of draw the line where, hey, like, this is what I think is going to happen. I'm not going to let any outside noise, like, influence me. Um, you know, I'm, I believe that, you know, what I think is, is correct. And not to say that, you know, someone else could disagree with you. And then ultimately, you know, only one person ends up being mm-hmm. right, whether it's, you know, through process or whatever happens. So I guess, like, what what is your mindset with that when you're going through? Because I know yeah. sometimes I'm like, hey, like, I'm really confident in this. Like, I shouldn't listen to, you know, whether it's Nick or, 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 or Jay. Like, but then it's like, hey, you know, they, they're pretty smart, too. So it's mm-hmm. like, how do you kind of weigh that that balance? Yeah, so a lot of times i'll go to the other pros if i'm stuck between like two or three players so you know i'll text you or nick or or dj or jay and i'll be like you know hey i'm stuck between these two three guys what do you think here's where i lean and sometimes they can you know go against me and sometimes they um you know they agree with what, what i'm saying so 
really, I don't let many people sway what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do is not an opti. I'm a GPP guy and really smaller GPPs. And really what I'm going to do ultimately is go off my research and what I find and just go off that. So um, it's, it's, it's really, ultimately, I don't let too many people sway on me. Um, but, you know, I, I will ask for advice. I am human. Um, I know a lot of the sports. I know all the sports for the most part. But I'm always open to help. So I'm always hitting up people for, for advice on that. So it comes a point where, you know, somebody would be like, oh, I don't like that guy. And, you know, we're doing it in NASCAR and golf. Hey, I don't believe in that. And sometimes, you know, you, you, you might just have a good feeling. And a gut feeling might end up, you know, what wins you 100K or what, um, you know, wins you 50K or make lose all your money so really that's ultimately what it boils down to uh, that's my short answer right <laughs> yeah no, no no that's a great answer i think that using it as a hey you know if i'm like you're really stuck on a guy you can't decide like hey like you know you know get a couple people and you know if you end up you know talking to three people and they all strongly you know pick one guy it's like mm-hmm. okay like then this makes like the most sense you know to go with this guy when I, when you really can't decide so yeah no that, that definitely makes a lot of sense yeah and and, and what we've been saying on discord just want to emphasize for those of you listening, is pick a pro, you know? Someone like an NBA, uh, Jay Thompson and Hess, they focus on large, large GPP, right? The the, the 100,000 people ones. Those aren't my forte. Those aren't the ones that I have fun with. Those are the ones that I don't see the most ROI. So um, really, um, I focus on the smaller GPPs, anything from like 200, 100 people to 1,000 people. And really what I like to do is focus on that size tournament and go with that because I feel that's the best return on investment. Now, these other guys, I'm not saying Jay Thompson and, and Hess are wrong, but that's just their forte and what they prefer to play. So really that's ultimately what it boils down to. So find a pro, find somebody to, to focus on and follow their plays because just because I say something – and no one's perfect. I know a lot of subs are like, you know, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing. Um, you know, switch it up. Try a different sport. Try NASCAR. You know, I was on. A, I'll be honest. I was on a a semi cold streak for NBA. So I was like, you know what? Let me focus on golf a little bit more because I wasn't focusing on it. And sure enough, I turned it around with with a win in golf, and then it turned into a win in NBA. And sometimes a break makes sense, but follow one pro and go about that route. That's it. That's my that's my rant for the day. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Cool. So now we're getting to the, the nitty gritty of the, the reason the people are here, at least the reason you know I'm here, Javi, is obviously talking about the XFL. So last week, you know, on the show, we talked about, you know, just talking about the slate overall. And yeah, a lot of times we start with quarterbacks, you know, mm-hmm. just because, you know, you know, even when you build a lineup, you know, it's just the first slot that you can basically fill in. And, and I wanted to ask you about that. Is that kind of where you start your builds mm-hmm. is with quarterback? And is there any, you know, insight in you know, a contrarian approach of being like with actually like doing that last. So yeah, it, it depends for me. Um, it, it all depends on like the play of the week and whatnot. So um, a, a few weeks back and even last week, um, the first person that I clicked was Tompkins, DeAndre Tompkins. Uh, two weeks ago, it worked out great at under 4,000. This past week, it did not work out great and they got blown out. So really, what it what it comes down to is that it depends on the on the week. Um, most more times than not, I do click quarterback first, but my my player pool for quarterback has actually been uh, pretty low. Uh, I mean, there's only eight teams in the league, um, so that's it, it, that kind of makes things a little different. So with the eight teams in the league, there's only five quarterbacks I like in the entire league, 
and no matter the matchup, I'm going to play those guys. So really, that's that's ultimately what it boils down to. Um, for XFL, I have been clicking quarterback first, but I'll be selecting five quarterbacks. I'll I'll have Landry Jones, I'll have uh, PJ Walker, I'll have you know Josh Johnson, but I was a little worried with that injury and that questionable tag and him not really practicing kind of worried me. So I, I'll be honest that I regret fading him, but it made sense for me because I didn't have that much time during the weekend to, to pivot off that. And then Cardell Jones, who did nothing. But these guys are, are solid quarterbacks in the XFL. So uh, for XFL, I've been clicking quarterback first. Uh, that's my short answer again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's definitely like a tier break. Like you have basically like you have those five like like quarterbacks that can actually like do stuff. And then you have like the Brandon Silvers, you have whoever's playing quarterback in New York, and then you have this Tampa Bay trifecta of quarterbacks that they're kind of, you know, trudging out there. And realistically, like, I I don't think there's really any, you know, edge to playing any of those guys. I mean, actually, I think Aaron Murray's actually supposed to play Mm -hmm. um, for Tampa Bay. So I think that is it because he's actually like supposed to be a starter. Like he was supposed to be good. Um so he was he's only the only interesting guy would maybe even but again it's still they they integrate Quentin Flowers um so you don't even know how many like plays he's going to play and then it's like hey like he just got benched like like that so it's like mm-hmm. don't take that risk when it's like there are a lot of other options where it's like ultimately I don't think you're going to lose because you played one of those five quarterbacks and it's going to be up to the rest of your lineup that really dictates you know whether you come away um yep. with a victory yep and I think too, and and that, and you mentioned the injury with Josh Johnson, and I mean the injury reporting in the XFL has been interesting to say the least. You know, as I, we were entering the the LA game, uh, the last game on the slate, I remember I was like checking everything, you know, before, and then and then I just saw I was like, oh look, Elijah Hood's like not playing, so I was like, mm-hmm. oh okay, like so what does this mean? So I'm like I'm checking the depth chart, and, and I see. Uh, Larry Rose was a guy I talked about on Sirius XM as a guy I liked. So I was like, oh, hey, let me like swap in Larry Rose in a couple of places. And then, you know, I'm searching Twitter. I'm like, oh, it looks like Dewan Harris is going to play. He didn't play last week. So I was like, oh, like maybe it's him. But Javi, I mean, ultimately it was our guy. I mean, you're the Wildcats expert. I mean, did you, <laughs> what's this guy's name? The uh, the Carter Quincy Carter. Oh, my God. I can't even get this guy's name. The, the running back for the Wildcats that literally scored like 30 points. Who was like yeah. – it was like 0.01% owned, which was like insane. But I, I guess like, what is your strategy with, with these injuries so far? Because I, I've got burned. Uh, yeah. Washington was a guy that for St. Louis that like he was activated. And I was like, oh, hey, sweet. Like, I'm going to play him. And he did nothing. Whereas Trey McBride last week, I was like, oh, he's back in. He's going to play. Like, So I played him and he did nothing. And then so I didn't play him this week. And he got two touchdowns because he was healthy apparently. So... Yeah, the, the injury thing is definitely a, a concern. I guess, like, what do you think is kind of the best? Is it just best to just kind of fade and just hope that you're more right than wrong in most cases? Yeah, I, it's tough, man. And that's what I don't like about the XFL is there's not very good reporting so far, like, leading up to lock and whatnot. Yeah, they, they've been tweeting it out, and I followed the XFL, and they've been tweeting out, like, any injury updates or whatnot, and I just follow it, like, that route. But it's it's weird. I mean, I don't... I don't know. It was Martez Carter. Yeah, that was the guy, Carter. Yeah. <laughs> who, who knew, right? Um, but, hey, he did more than Elijah Hood's done all year. So I'll <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah uh, he's, uh, his price is up, too. He's up to, to 5200 on, on DK. 
Yeah, I mean, if he starts again, 5,200 for a quarterback that just did that, or a running back that just did that, it might be something that you want to look at. So uh, for me, it's it's difficult with the XFL and the injury news. Uh, I, I actually asked that in Discord because I, I can't find it really, and it's tough. And they said, follow this guy, Sal, and uh, I found it from the XFL. But Washington's somebody that burned both of us because I had him. I thought he was St. Louis's number one guy besides Pearsonell, and it looks like he is, but he had zero points. Big old goose egg, I think it was, right? <laughs> Uh, and he played 100% of the snaps, 100%. No one catch. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that that game in particular, the St. Louis. So that's the thing with St. Louis is that they have so many – they have good receivers, but they're a team that if they get up on a team, uh, they're just going to run the ball the entire time and they don't even care. And that's what it looks like. It's going to probably be the same thing in week four when they're playing a, simil- a team that – follows a similar approach in the Seattle Dragons who also just want to run the ball. So so that so that'll be really interesting. So that's a game I'm not going to be super high on of owning at least through the receiver position. Um but before we get into the best game of the week 4 XFL slate, I did have one more thing to mention about the injuries. So one thing to note, it, it actually kind of talks about this game a little bit. So the game I'm, I'm previewing is the Dallas-Houston game. Um, or it's Houston playing at Dallas, but it's in Texas, so it's not really... I don't really see it as a road game for the Roughnecks. But this game has an over-under of 49, which I'm pretty sure is the highest over-under that we've seen so far be released for any of these games so far. And all the other ones are right around like 40. So obviously this is a game that has features two offenses that... One is the most pass-heavy, which is the Renegades, and the Roughnecks are right behind them as the second pass-heaviest team. And one of the guys I wanted to note was is Jeff Bidet. So he's the speedy wide receiver on the Renegades, who basically has done nothing through three weeks. Nothing. Um, and it's weird because they throw the ball more than any other team. He's the number one wide receiver, and he plays in all the snaps, and he just hasn't done anything. And it's actually because... Uh, Landry Jones has been pretty terrible throwing the ball down the field. So he's actually like one for 11 in passes over 20 yards and to the receiver position, or I think it's actually 25 yards. And his one completion he had was actually to uh, Joshua Crockett, like I think in week two. And I remember watching that play. I was like, oh my God, my guy, Jeff. And then it was like Joshua Crockett. I'm like, no, like that's not Jeff. Like what's going on? But one thing to point out about Bidette that I've noticed is he's always been on the injury report. Um, the last couple of weeks, he's either, he's either been questionable or probable or whatever. So keep an eye. I haven't checked the latest injury report this week. But if he's like off the injury report altogether, I think that's a really good sign for him going forward. Because I think that he could be entering the game fully healthy. And with Dallas, you know, in a game that's likely to shoot out, you know, wow, wow, West, Texas style. Um, I think Jeff Bidette's going to actually have to be used a little bit more um, in this particular game. Yeah, he's burned me. I've, I've played him. You know, he didn't, I don't think he suited up week one, but I've played him every week with, you know, Landry Jones the last two weeks, and he's just done nothing. And uh, Landry Jones, he's, he's a quarterback that's on the fringe for me, not wanting to use anymore. But, you know, given this matchup and whatnot, I'll give him another chance. You know, I, I think he's in a good spot. I think, you know, the, the top five quarterbacks – are all in good spots. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an easy fade on Matt McGlone, which I don't even think he's starting anymore. Uh, I am interested in a little bit of Aaron Murray because of 
uh, what just happened to DC against LA. So I'm curious to see if he will pass all over them. I mean, he's, he's nowhere near a, a great quarterback, but you know, this Tampa Bay Vipers team came into the season as the favorite to win it all. So I think it, it starts with Aaron Murray. So we'll see what happens. I will load up on Aaron Murray. I will load up on PJ Walker, Josh Johnson, Cardell Jones, Landry Jones, and Jordan Ta'amu. So that's six of the eight quarterbacks. Um, but it looks like I'm going to do six lineups only, and I'm only going to you know do stacks with each of them once. You know, PJ Walker's price is so high. Josh Johnson's price is getting up there. But I, I am interested in Cardell Jones, Landry Jones, and Tamu. Their prices are still kind of down. Uh, again, I don't like the St. Louis-Seattle game either with two run-focused teams. But Tamu could easily go off and run for 100 yards or you know, throw three touchdowns or run two touchdowns. He's a, he's a mobile quarterback, and I like that. So. Yeah, no, that's interesting. You mentioned that thing about Tampa Bay, how they were, you know, like a Vegas favorite going into the season. And that was obviously with Aaron Murray, you know, as their quarterback, you know, as the guy that they had selected. And obviously, you know, we don't always know injuries happen. So, and I think the stigma around him is just, he only played one game. And really in that game, it was more or less, he just turned the ball over. He was driving the ball down the field and he's probably much better than who they have at quarterback right now. And he's got good receivers. Uh, Tolliver. Uh, Dan Williams, the most generic name ever, but you know Dan Williams is cr- out there crushing it. Um, Reese Horn, and he should be getting back Nick Truesdale, who missed last week. Um, yeah. Also with Tampa Bay to note, so Tampa Bay had you know their first kind of semblance of offensive life basically last week. Um, it was the first game they were playing at home, and they're at home again this week. And they had actually switched who was playing there, who their offensive coordinator or calling the plays was this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were running way more three wide receiver sets. So then they may have to do the fact that they didn't have a tight end that they could use. But regardless, you know, they would make a lot of sense for them to continue to do what they did last week when they scored 27 points, as opposed to the two weeks before where they didn't even score any touchdowns. So. Yeah. Hopefully we see that for Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is definitely a, a, a kind of a, like a buy low team. But one of the things I also wanted to mention with the Dallas-Houston game is the fact that Sammy Coates is eventually a 100% fade for me because he's losing snaps to a guy named Sam Mosley. Um, he's, he's not even in the three receiver sets anymore, um, and he's splitting time. And for a guy that's like – he might get two deep balls and he has like hands of stone. Like it's, it is not a winning method, at least, at least for me um, with Sammy Coates. I'm really looking at guys like on the Dallas side. Um, someone that's actually really cheap is Flynn Nagel. Um, so he's coming in right around $4,800 on DraftKings. And again, the, what's been the proven method against this Houston team is attacking them with their slot receivers. So we saw it week one with Nelson Spruce. The next week was Pearson L. And last week, it was actually a combination of Reese Horn and of Jalen Tolliver, who actually does play a lot from the slot as well. And the two main slot guys on the Renegades are, for for starters, is Flynn Nagel um, on Dallas and then actually Donald Parham. But Parham, is price is way up. He's almost at 10K. Uh, whereas Flynn Nagel comes in at a very reasonable four to eight hundred price, so I really like him as a value wide receiver play. Yeah, talk about Donald Parham, who, I mean, he was chalky last week, which was crazy to me. Um, I, I don't know; it, it was just nuts to me that uh, he was that chalky. I understand he 
you know, they, they had a, a banged up dead on that team and whatnot. But, I mean, I don't know. It was it was just interesting to me to see him that that chalky and, uh, you know, he just went off last week. I, I think we can trust it. I, I like Bedette a lot. Um, I like Parham again a lot this week. I had a good share of him last week as well. Uh, that my, my question to you, though, is can we pay $11,700 on Camp Phillips? That is the million-dollar question. Dude, I, so I, I've been like really thinking about Cam Phillips a lot because he's he's just continually making me lose money. Uh, <laughs> but so, so Cam Phillips, so the, I mean, again, the thing is all about like is like regression and like the fact that he's like his target share is not like insanely high. It's not like he's getting fifty percent of the targets or anything like that. Like from a mathematics standpoint, like uh, actually Khalil Lewis is actually getting like a pretty similar target share to to Cam Phillips, like right around like twenty to twenty five percent. But I mean, it's pretty obvious that you know he is the favorite target of PJ Walker. Um, he's the best quarterback in the XFL right now, and it almost seems like he's kind of like crack the code a little bit of these XFL defenses. I don't see any defense, you know, especially the Renegades. I mean, their defense hasn't really, you know, hasn't been a shutdown defense necessarily. Um, and it's just the way that when Philip Walker gets pressured, he buys time and he looks for Cam Phillips. Like, that's literally all he's doing. Like, and that's honestly what the XFL a lot of is. It's just, you know, you mentioned all those quarterbacks, you know, those top five quarterbacks and those are all guys that can just make plays when the 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 play itself starts to break down because these offensive lines are just not that good. Like they don't have the, you know we see NFL teams NFL O lines struggle because they don't have reps they don't have the chemistry to get together and to really like form a bond and obviously these XFL teams have been together for like three months so they don't have that time so it's like he rushes out of the pocket it's like he's looking for fourteen. He's not yeah. looking for Sammy Coates. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we know that. Because <laughs> it was funny because I think week one, he was trying to figure out who his guy was going to be because Sammy Coates had a lot of targets. And then he realized, yeah, dude, I'm not throwing the ball to you anymore because you literally drop it every single time I throw it. Whereas Phillips, Phillips, man, has just been, he's been just lights out. And I mean, obviously, I, I can't expect that he'll, he won't catch three touchdowns again. But I mean, if you're a player that's just good, I mean, there might be a fact that Phillips is really meant to be like, in the NFL, like he he should be a he's playing against subpar competition, and it's he's just going to continue to dominate. You know, we see this at the college level when teams are just overpowering these other defenses, and it just seems right now that this Walker Phillips connection is just like it just seems like it's too much um, for these defenses to really uh, make any changes. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go with with the stack Walker and Phillips, and uh, I think that you got to build. Leaker line differently elsewhere. Yeah, no, I hear you. I was just curious your take. I think, I think doing a stack of of Walker and Phillips makes sense until further notice. I mean, if he even at that price, if he does what he did last week with the three touchdowns, um, <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't fade that, and you got to keep going until further notice, right? So, yeah, like it's just, I mean, like the score they combined for like over like eighty points, like. <laughs> Yep. And it's like, and it's like, if you don't do that, then it's like, who are you going to, you know, use that salary on? Like, it's just yeah. like, we're looking for ceiling in a lot of places. And these guys have shown the largest ceiling that exists in this league as of right now. Um, you know, he, that's who he's looking for his guy. I think it's just a matter. I think that the Houston Dallas game is really about figuring out those other pieces. 
Um, yeah. You know, whether it's Curtis Artis Payne or Lance Dunbar, or is it both? You just play both yeah. of them? Because they both have been doing really well. And it's like, you know, it's looking at those types of uh, matchups and kind of figuring out your lineup from that point. I will say one thing with defenses, though. Um, Battlehawks defense is 5,100. They like they they realize that like oh my god so when teams play St. Louis at home like and they're playing the Dragons so of course they're gonna be wicked expensive but um, I'm probably gonna probably pay down as much as I can whereas the Renegades defense is the cheapest um, at three thousand dollars so I think maybe that's a potential way to get weird and fit in all your guys and just hope hey Phil Walker's gonna be throwing you know the ball a bunch of times you know maybe he throws a pick or two you know something happens with the turnover. Um, I don't think that the Renegades is like a super like, Hey, Oh my God, they're playing the Houston. Like just don't play them at all. I think that because they're three K, they could probably help you fit in a lot of guys. Um, and I think that their chances of scoring is not super, super low, especially in a pass heavy game. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, the, the team I'm looking at is, is actually the Wildcats, but it does concern me them going from LA to New York. Um, yeah, you're right. Just because New York. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was, and that's you know you could look at DC. You know, last week they had to go all the way to the West Coast and they just totally laid an egg. Um, yeah. You know, the first way they were traveling and now LA has to go all the way to New York, whose you know defense their their defense is like good, I would say, mm-hmm. um, from XFL standards. But obviously, it's their offense that's really been killing them. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, yeah, New York is. As of right now, I'm just I've been attacking New York and Seattle, and I think everyone else is kind of heading in that direction as well. Um, and I think I'm gonna keep doing it. I, I think a sneaky defense could be uh, Houston uh, against Dallas, but again, that's a it's a Texas that's an all Texas game, so I don't know if I want to target that one too much. But we'll we'll, we'll have to see what happens as uh, time progresses. I think in injury news, uh, I could have sworn somebody said today in our Discord chat on Win Daily. Um, that um, Nelson Spruce is out. I don't know if that's correct. Oh wow! Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, go to the old uh, Twitter machine and uh, gets. I mean, that would be like absolutely mad. Like that's insane if if he was out. Like because that would cause like a bunch of my guy uh, Saeed Blacknall if he, <laughs> <laughs> if he yeah. ever decided to play. And Trey McBride has a concussion. Um, oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, knee injury. Um, source, Nelson Spruce will not play this weekend against the New York Guardians. Spruce was seen after the game with ice wrapped around his knee. Uh, final report will come soon. Oh, yeah, so that's obviously huge. So we need to break that down real quick, Javi. Um, so if Nelson Spruce is out for the Wildcats, so obviously that opens up a huge amount of targets for L.A. and also makes it Josh Johnson much less appealing, I would say. I mean, obviously, without his number one um, wide receiver. So, what I'm looking at his so Trey McBride is the next most expensive receiver at mm-hmm. 8100, but he has he got Jordan Smallwood is uh, somebody Jordan else. Smallwood, um, I would say like Smallwood would probably because he's a big red zone guy. So he's someone that I would probably like because he's also priced down. Yeah, because McBride has a concussion. So, and I don't know what type of, do they have concussion protocol in the XFL? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, so yeah, so Smallwood comes in at 6,700. And then for the other LA, you have uh, Adonis Jennings, who 
is basically like getting all the targets or he's getting targets and running routes, but he's just not doing anything with them. So he's another guy that's on the, the Wildcats. That's potentially someone that um, to be looked to be targeted. Um, what other guys here? Yeah. Brandon Barnes, you got Levante Whitfield. Those are guys also. I mean, um, yeah. And then, so you have to wonder, do they lean on the running game again? Like they did, you know, we don't know. Maybe Spruce was dealing with this during the game, which is why he didn't really do much. Um, I would say, though, that this makes it pretty easy to play like Cam Phillips because it's like, what are the receiver you're going to pay up for? Because you can't play it for Spruce. Um, mm. So I think that really makes Cam Phillips like, especially like, I mean, he's going to be like, at least like, I mean, in like a cash game, like he Phillips will be owned like by like 90%. Like, I don't see anyone not playing him in, in a cash format. Um, especially with there's no really pivot to him unless you play like multiple Houston receivers. Um, but yeah, I mean, it could be another uh, Martez Carter week uh, for the LA Wildcats. What do you, what do you, mm. what say you with that? Uh, I think so. I mean, again, like I said, Hood has done nothing since as a starter. So, I mean, uh, the change in, in pace from, from, uh, from our boy there running back, I think it's, uh, it's interesting to see. So I think, they have to go him. Uh, you, you have to play him. He's just he's on fire. Um, yeah, just one game. We don't want to chase points, but if he starts or even if he gets run, I, I think you you have to play him. I, I don't think he's priced high enough. So, oh, I just hope that Saeed Black now plays so I can play him. That's <laughs> three hundred. So. That's my guy. I mean, that's gonna have to be my guy. So for LA, so we'll have to obviously keep keep up these updates. I'm glad we get this injury report early on. So that's really good. Um, shout out to whoever in the discord chat dropped that in. Uh, I'm sorry that I missed it before, you know, prepping the pod. That's a, it's a foul on my part. Um, <laughs> but Javi, thanks for making sure you bring that up. I think that's really good, but yeah, I think that's something that you, some, we need to definitely expose here um, is, is figuring out what to do with this LA, LA passing attack with no Nelson Spruce. Cause that's obviously a very big deal. What's um, Adonis Jennings price. I'm not I'm trying to find him on here. He must be like in because he was he was three three thousand. He he's at three thousand again. Yep. Wow. Damn. Damn. So that's another cheap guy we can get on the Wildcats. Well, also, you know, this could be another reason to like the Guardians' defense. You know, you have one less weapon um, on their offensive side of the ball, especially arguably their best receiver. So, um, I think that's gonna wrap us up for tonight, Javi. Is there anything else you want to share with the Wind Daily family? Nope, that's it. You can find me on Twitter and the Twitter machine at Javi Win Daily, all one word. Javi spelled with a J. Uh, props to you again on Sirius. You crushed it. Um, let's uh, let's crush this week again. Let's do it. All right, guys. You've been listening to the Win Daily Sports Podcast. I'm your host Andrew Erickson. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew Erickson underscore. And tune in next week.